the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. You know what? It's cloudy over most of Southern California, but this hour we're going to push the clouds away. I'm so excited to be here with you. You know, the KKLA Pastors Appreciation Breakfast is coming up on May 10th, 8 a.m. at Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, Porter Ranch. Invite your pastor. Our special guest speaker at the breakfast is also my special guest in the studio right now, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. Let's go to the deep end of the pool. Let's go to work. Here we go. I got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Let that sink in for me. God, I love your word. I'm going too fast. Y'all ain't got that. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all didn't get that. Somebody sees it. I ain't even got time to deal with that right now. I'm just kind of throwing it out. That's for free. You know, I got one clap, one priest bishop and a grunt. That's all I Bishop Kenneth Ulmer is uh, celebrating over 40 years of ministry, and he will be at the Pastor's Breakfast reflecting on his tenure as the senior pastor at Faithful Central Bible Church for those 40 years in Los Angeles, and sharing about new ministry opportunities that he's involved with, encouraging pastors and staff. I highly recommend that you invite your pastor, or you come if you're a pastor or ministry staff. Go to kkla.com now to RSVP. It's free, but we need to know you're coming Pastor Bishop, welcome to Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for having me. Wow, it's it's an honor to be here. I think we we meet on the common ground of our passion for pastors. Yeah, we do. Our pastors, you know, passion for pastors, man. You know, you've been in ministry for forty years. How has ministry changed? Yeah. And when you think about that, and you have this time to reflect, you know, it's um, it's a new world. Yeah. Those that sitcom it's a different world you know? right uh it really is man and i think that uh i think on a positive side that god is raising up a new generation of 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 pastors with a passion for the people hmm. he's raising up a generation uh, a new generation. And it's, you know, I, I love the verse where it says that David served his generation and died. Well, I'm not ready to die yet, right. but, but I do recognize that there are generational shifts. Yes. And, and the Bible says that David was called David, served David to his generation. And uh, there is a major cultural shift that I believe God is raising up um, a, a new army to respond to what's happening in the world, man. I think for those of us who've been in ministry a long time or just going to church for a long time, right? Yeah. We have to recognize that, that a friend of mine, I've mentioned this before in the show, but he's a church consultant. It's what he does. And he gets the whole church together. And the first thing he says is, what year is it here? Right? <laughs> I like it. Isn't that cool? I, I see think, where he's going. Yeah. He <laughs> told me once, oh, I went to the church and they had figuratively wood paneling everywhere. They were in 1972. <laughs> and, but that is a, that's a huge deal. Uh, for us. So in, you know, when we, when we think about that, um, your ministry for 40 years, you've seen a lot of change. You went through some generational changes and you adapted. So that's possible. I I did. I, you know, I, 
I, I try to. I recognize yeah. the shifts, you know. And then, um, so over half my life I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just telling a friend of mine just before I, on the telephone, before I got up here. Um, so after 43 years, uh, I don't have a church to go to. Yeah. You know, uh, this would have been my first Easter in, well, you know about this, my first Easter in 41, 43 years that I didn't have a church to preach at. Right. You know, a, 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 an Easter sermon. I, I ended up preaching at my son-in-law's church, praise God. But hmm. but little things like that you don't think about. Uh, right. Uh, Jack Hayford, when Jack uh, went to be uh, presiding the president of Foursquare and his first Easter uh, being away from church on the way, he said, it dawned on me. He said, I don't have a place to preach. And Jack, and Jack prays just like he said, now, Lord, uh, it would be okay with me. It would be okay with me if you could work something out for me to have a, I, I'm not, I'm not complaining, Lord, but now it'd be okay. And the Tuesday after Palm Sunday, a guy got sick. Hope Jack mm. didn't put that on the guy, but the guy got <laughs> sick and called Jack and said, uh, you know, preach for me Easter. He said, because I had no place to preach Easter. Yeah. You never think about those signs. You never think it. about those. And it affects your family too. So like my family, uh, tell us about oh, your I family. Oh, I got one for you. I got one for you. So, so about two months before um, the final festivities, uh, my granddaughter comes into my office at, at, at the church and we got family pictures and everything. And my granddaughter had a tear in her eye. Hmm. And I said, girl, what's wrong? She said, Papa, are they going to take my picture down? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who thinks about that? Right. You know, who thinks about that? Yeah. So, so my, you, you, you know, you're thinking about no more meetings and budgets and everything. Right. And there she's saying, my picture's going to come down. Mm. And so it does impact your family and identity and, and a flow. Um, I think right now the hardest thing that I'm facing is uh, – a new rhythm. I had a professor. I had a professor at, at Oxford. First time mm. I went to Oxford. Uh, she was a Dominican nun mm. and she, very wise woman named Dr. Keene. And b- being, a, being a, a nun, she said, we order our lives around the rhythms of our relationship with God. Think mm. about that. She said, we order our lives around the rhythms. Our relationship with God is in rhythms. And, of course, she was a nun, and so she said, well, we pray this so many times a day, and we do this rosary. And I'm thinking about that. You know, I had a rhythm for 40-some years, years, man, and uh, I'm I'm a musician also, so my rhythm is off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm struggling because it's just four, four times, three, four times, five, you know, because my rhythm is off. uh, think about it. I had a professor, another professor at uh, in a homiletics class, preaching class, and uh, it was the first day of the class. And he said, uh, "Said class, Sunday comes every seven days. Class dismissed. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you preachers. Right. He, he said Sunday comes every seven days. Now think about that. Hmm. And so again, well, yeah. you, you, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking right. about. That seven day cycle. That seven seven day rhythm." That's As right. Dr. Keene said, it's, I'm struggling with that right now. It's yeah. harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's harder it's, than I thought. Man. New things come up. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that all of us listening, we have rhythms in our life. I think that's a great thing we for do. us. We have rhythms with God. Yeah. And then things change. New job or new kid. New kid. Or we, we have a death in the family or we just move for some reason, right? The, the economy can change our, our rhythm. The culture changes our rhythm. The culture changes. The culture has yes. shifted, man. Uh, you know, I was talking to a, a young pastor, 
a couple weeks ago, about a month ago now. And um, this culture is social media and sound bites and mm. and and uh, you know. You, they you got their attention for so many minutes. It used to be we right. used to go to church all day, man. Stay in church all day long. Oh man. yeah, but that those days are gone, man. Yeah. So the rhythm of the culture is different. What does the how does the church get into that rhythm and speak a word for God? How does the church? How does the church? Uh, Jesus said, "Go into all the world." How does the church penetrate? Yes. The world culture with the and how do we penetrate a ever changing culture with the unchanging word of God? Hmm. I think that's the challenge that we face now. That is a big challenge. And that's one of the reasons that I think everybody needs to be praying for their pastor because their pastor has to have this conversation. You know, right? I, I, I fear, I fear. I, I, everywhere, I, everywhere I go to preach, I, I, I try to deposit this into that, to that house. I, I, I was just at uh, Shepherd of the Hills a couple of months ago. And, and don't ever let a day come. Don't let that 24-hour cycle rhythm come without one time, sometime in that day, praying for that man, that pastor, that woman, we won't get into that, but, but for that shepherd mm-hmm. whom God has trusted you with. Yeah, God, God trusts us as shepherds. He trusts us with his sheep. And so pray for your pastor. You know, we got the pastors' appreciation coming up with KKLA, and and we'll get together as pastors, and we'll pray for each other and sing and everything. But but then we'll go back out to the flock. That's right. Uh, may the flock lift up the shepherds. Yes. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. He is going to be our guest speaker at the Pastor's Breakfast. He's also uh, just finished his his call at Faithful Central Bible Church after 40 years. Tell us about your family. Just for people who, are, who don't know who you are, uh, you've got, uh, you're married, you have kids, you've got grandkids. My, I was on the phone this morning arranging uh, part two of my 46th wedding anniversary trip. 46. 46 years, yeah. Um, which in itself is a story, Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm 75. We've been married 46 years. Uh, I was divorced twice by the time I was 26. Mm. Uh, failure, uh, suicidal, and mm. uh, the bottom man. Yeah. Lost it, lost it. Um, and, and, and nothing but the grace of God, nothing but the grace of God uh, has picked me out of my stuff. You know, he, yeah, uh, there used to be a, a phrase in, in, in the black church, you know, pick me up out of the miry clay. I always say, what is the miry clay? Psalm 40, take verse my, 2. Take, take my feet up out of yeah. the miry clay, you know, yeah. uh, my mess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> and so God, God, man, uh, by his grace, yeah, nothing that I, you can't earn it by definition, you know, but by the grace of God, 40, 46 years, man. Well, congratulations. Uh, God's been faithful. That's a wonderful story. So you were called then into ministry. What was that like? Uh, it was a run. It was a race. Yeah. Because in, in this whole milieu of failure and everything, um, I was at I was at up, a place called Upper Hayford, England. I was at a church Sunday, and a lady came up. She was about um, 70, 80 years old. She said, I know you from Upper Hayford. Up, the United States government has an Air Force base at Upper Hayford, England. Mm-hmm. I was there. 
doing a series of lectures on music in the black church. And we were singing this song called Revive Us, O Lord. I'll never forget it. And the hook line of this song was, I want to live again in your Holy Spirit. I want to live again in your Holy Spirit. Man, the power of God fell on that little Air Force chapel. Mm. And I I said, Lord, if, if you can do anything with this mess, um, I want to live again. Uh, and then I ran for two years. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because I ran for a long time. I ran. But wait, yeah. I, I had a compromise, though. Okay. I was a musician. Okay. And so here's my compromise. Right. I said, well, I'm on the podium. That's close enough. I'm, I'm not in the pulpit, but I'm right behind the pulpit, you know. Uh, and so can we cut a deal? I feel like Jesus in the garden. Can you cut a brother some slack? Can, yeah. can Is there a plan B, you know? Mm. So I ran for a couple of years, man. Um, and then my pastor preached on Jonah. Mm-hmm. You guys listening, watch out for Jonah. Oh, yes, uh, watch out for the, that. The sermon was titled, You Can Run, But You Can't Hide. Yes. <laughs> and I ran out of running room, man. Yep. I've been running ever since. <laughs> yep, I know. I know exactly. In fact, if there was a time where I really thought in my life, I heard the voice of God. I remember it. Yeah. I wanted to go to politics. College, that's what I wanted to do. I had just had an amazing day with all of that. Answered a prayer, praising God for it. And then I heard in my car a 1981 Honda Civic. God say on the 405 going south, you're going to be in pastor. And I said out loud, no. <laughs> I told God no out loud. And you know what? God let me go to law school to spend $35,000 on a degree go that ahead. I didn't get. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, it took three years. And uh, finally, I had to, uh, to let it go. Been there, done that. Man. Yeah. I know it feeling. Yeah, it matters. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, the Lord is gracious to us he is in all of that. so gracious, man. He yeah. is so gracious. Um, these 41 years at that church, o- over half my life, uh, nothing but the grace of God. Hmm. You know, People say, well, you did this. And, and you know, then in retirement, they say, well, this happened in this season. And I'm saying some of that stuff I didn't remember. But nothing but the grace of God, man. Yeah. Uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. And, uh, you know, Bishop, when you are, are thinking about that in 40 years, you're not quitting ministry. You've... you've Change jobs. Wait, so so I coined a word. Yes. I made up a word, okay? Okay. Uh, so I'm not retiring, I'm repositioning. Oh, perfect. So the new yes. the new word is I'm repositioning. Yeah. Uh you know, I I really I I, I want to serve the kingdom. Uh, I told a lady who cried, she 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 wept. She said, Pastor, please don't leave with Pastor Please. I said, Mother, I said, I plan to go to heaven from this church right here. I just want to go from a different seat. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm, right. I'll still be here serving. But I think that's it. It's a repositioning. Yeah. And uh, I have such a passion for the next generation. Yes. Right? I want to be, I want to be to sons and daughters what no one really was to me. Hmm. When my generation came up, it was, I got mine, you get yours. Yeah. And so the, the idea of mentoring and discipling, and it, it was just not a part of the, not, that's not critical, it's an observation. It was just not a part of that culture. Yeah. But I want to be to them what I want someone to be for me. What do you yeah. mean by, when you say sons and daughters, yeah. you know, somebody was saying that to us earlier that you had said, I've passed along the, the torch to my son yeah. at Faith yeah. Central Bible Church. You didn't mean literally your son. Right. My spirit, you know, that, that the, 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 Black church culture, um, we are big on two things. We're big on honor, mm-hmm. 
and we're big on spiritual connections, families. And yes. so uh, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, you know, we, we have we have a uh, in, in many black churches, especially more traditional churches. There's an organization called the Mother's Board. That's right. I know about that. the Mother's Board. Yes. We don't have a father's board, but we have a mother's board, uh-huh. you know, but it's that connection with the previous generation. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the idea of spiritual sons come from. The guy um, who is the pastor of Faithful Central now. Uh, it's been with me for seven years and walked with me for seven years. We shared life for seven years. And so I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a Moses to him as a Joshua. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm, I want to be a Paul to a Timothy. Hmm. You know, you know, that is so it's powerful, but it's what the Bible gives us, right? We're told to make disciples. Yeah. And how are we doing? How would you say the church as a whole is doing on that? Do we understand this? I don't, you know, I don't, I think we're still learning it. Mm-hmm. I think we, I think we lost it for, and here's what I mean by lost it. I think for so long we were so outward focused. And by that, I mean, bring them in and, and, right. and mega this and how big we got and how many seats in the pews and how many people are there and everything and counting numbers that I think, I think we went through a season where we missed the value of spiritual generations hmm. within the church and especially in leaders. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a reader on a dissertation of, of a young lady who's getting her doctorate now and she's doing it on discipling staff hmm. of how the church uh, has often neglected the need for disciplers to be discipled. That's right. Who's pastoring yeah. the pastors? Who's pastoring the pastors? Yeah. And I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah, so too. I think that's kind of where my heart is right now. And that's a part of our culture of sons and daughters and mothers and fathers. If you could say something to pastors, if you could preach right now to pastors, church staff, people who see themselves in ministry full time, what would it be for right now? You know, for where the culture is, where we think it's going, for all of these things, what do you, our church leaders need to hear? What's God saying? You know, there, um, there's an old song in the African-American tradition. Uh, it says, um, we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. Uh, we have to fight, although we have to fall. We have to hold up the blood-stained banner. There's, there's a, a hook line in that song says, we have to hold up blood stained banners i i would say to the uh, the coming generation of spiritual leaders um hold up the banner high hmm. hold up the banner when when the winds of culture when cultural values and 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 uh, priorities and uh cultural language even is shifting hold up that blood stained banner hold up the banner of the lord stay with the word of god um, um, plant plant your feet solidly on the word of God, uh, and and take the hits because you're going to take some hits. That's right. Take the hits, man. Yeah. Um, hold up that bloodstained banner. Uh, in the in the movie Glory, uh, when when uh, this black um squad of 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 black soldiers was attacking this thing, and the guy who was carrying the the flag uh, got shot, and uh, uh, uh one of the soldiers ran and picked it up and he lifted up that that banner again man and i said that's kingdom right there yeah we need somebody to lift up that bloodstained banner man we do um, do you think that we're 
becoming fearful like the rest of the culture? Oh, I, I know we, we are. Yeah. Even oh, sure we pastors, are. people in the church. Sure we Oh, sure yeah. we are. Sure yeah. we are. You know, here's what Jesus, Jesus said this. He says, if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto me. If I be lifted, mm. I will draw. If I be lifted. So there's, there's the authenticity of the gospel, the centrality of Christ. If Lift up Christ. But on the other hand, there's the attractiveness of Christ that draws others. And uh, we'll talk about that after the break. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back to the attractiveness of, mm-hmm. of Christ. I think that's great advice. I think um, there's a time coming. I think we're in the middle of it where as the culture has changed, I, you know, when I started, probably the same, there was, a, there was a level of respect that you got because your title was reverend or pastor or something. I think that's gone. Gone. I think people, gone. pastors have noticed that's gone. Gone with the wind. Yeah. It's gone. And that's not bad. It maybe even it's more authentic, but it's real and it has an impact. It's very real. Yeah. And I think the question is, so what do we do with it? That's right. What do we do with that reality? Yeah. Uh, wh- where do we stand? What do we say? Where do we stand? What do we say? in light of that truth. Yes. Well, we'll talk about that here in uh, just a minute when we get back. This is the Pastor Scott Show, and my guest is Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. Bishop Kenneth Ulmer will be the guest speaker at the KKLA Pastors Breakfast, and that's coming up on May 10th, and I want to encourage you to go. If you're a pastor and you're listening or your church staff, ministry leader, as you're hearing this, you're hearing the challenge to care, put, put the flag up, to hold on, and this is one of the reasons for this breakfast. KKLA puts us on every year just to say thank you. It's for free. It's free breakfast. It's a free time of fellowship with each other, but you're also going to be inspired. You will be encouraged. And if you're listening, you're not a pastor, invite your pastor. Go to kkla.com, find the link, and forward it to your pastor, your church staff, and ask them to come. Say that you're praying for them to come. Tell them that God wants them to, to, to go and invite them to it. You can go to kkla.com right now. Just click on the banner right in the front that says Pastor Appreciation Breakfast. We'll be back with Bishop Kenneth Ulmer as the Pastor Scott Show continues. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Don't care what you've been through. Get back up. You may have to cry, but get back up. And when you get up, get up giving God some praise. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. He's in the studio with me, and we are celebrating with him really 40 years of ministry at Faithful Central Bible Church. He recently passed on the torch there. And But God is still using you, and he's got some new plans for you, and he's put some things on your heart. Before the, the break, we were talking about the culture shift and how just over that time of 40 years, people see pastors differently. It's in the culture, like not just church people, but the way people would see, I would say, even churches. Uh, you know, I think, I think our, our pulpit—I've got to be careful I say this—I think our pulpits— and our um, our proclamations have become so politicized mm. that we've been pulled to one side or the other. Yeah, and uh, whichever side you're on, you are uh, of ill repute to the other side. You know, so it kind of depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've. Um, 
that that was that that was a that was a time when when that was at at least a respect for uh the man of god the the, right. the woman of god you know um but i think that we've gotten so consumed into the culture for all kinds of reasons that that esteem uh has waned mm. uh and yet our call has not changed. That's right. We, God still has, you know, uh, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, we, we cannot back away from the authenticity of the gospel. Uh, who, who are we lifting up? Jesus said, if I be lifted up, who are we, are we lifting up? You know, now it's kind of a cliche now. Are we lifting up, um, you know, a donkey, an elephant, or a lamb? Right. You That's know? a good one. Um, so we're lifting up the Lamb of God. On the other hand, there's a drawing power. There's an attractiveness. And I fear that many in our church culture today are opting for one or the other, mm. that we can often become so authentic that we have no attraction to the world, that we're not allowing Christ to reach out. And then on the other hand, we want to be so attractive that, you know, it's like a friend of mine said one time, he said, wow, if we could hear about Jesus every now and then, it would be good. If we right. could just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be every Sunday. We could just yeah. hear about Jesus every now and then. And so we're compromising the authenticity yeah. of Christ, you know, in order to try to be more attractive. Yeah. And I think that's dangerous. You know, I find it that interesting because, you know, today with social media, you know, things aren't hidden in the walls of your church, right? It's videoed. People can see it. You know, and right after Easter, there's churches being made fun of, really, oh, by, sure. by secular people who aren't Christians at all, but know that that's wrong. Right. Right. They know that. I yeah. think that's interesting that the even the secular culture understands this church isn't doing it right. You know, I, I, I'm amazed by that passage where um, uh, the demons, the demons mm. recognize Jesus. Demons are great theologians. You know, uh, I mean, the... Truth is truth. Yeah, you know, you cannot be encumbered by the source. Yeah, but the truth, uh, and so I think sometimes our critics speak truth about us. Yeah, and that's kind of scary. That is pretty scary. You know, so we're, we're we're missing it. Yeah, and the world knows it. The world knows it. I think that that's very scary. That's scary, yeah. man. Yeah. So you know, when we think about that, we like to say in our show, we were talking about this before. We're one church. There's lots of congregations. People represent thousands of congregations mm-hmm. listening to this show. But we're, there's one church. When Jesus looks down, there's one church. What does the church need to do to get this back, to have unity, to work together, to not be separated by elephants and donkeys or whatever it is? Yeah. And we have, we have those divisions inside each church. We've got them between churches on the same street and in the same community. Yeah. And we've got them in all kinds of different ways. We figure out how to divide. I don't think we can get away with that. I, I think I think I think we are challenged to hear Paul constantly calling us back to that unity. I mean, you mm. think about you think about both both the mandate of Jesus and we, coming up on on Pentecost in, in a few weeks. Uh, go go out there. Go go into that world. Uh, you'll be witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, almost parts of the world. Every every stop crossed a line. Jerusalem to Judea, that's geographical lines. Uh, Judea to Samaria, that's ethnic lines. Uh, uh, almost parts of the world, that's crossing all lines. Mm. You know, Jesus said, "Go out, go out yonder." And then, of course, we hear Paul saying, "You got the, the 
Gentile believers and Jewish believers in, in, in the same church, emphasis being in the same church, mm-hmm. you know, in the same church. And so I think I think it is incumbent upon us to remember who we are and what we've been called to do. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm always amazed that 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 uh, the, the tribe of Levi was never called to be like the tribe of Ephraim. You know, twelve tribes and yet one nation. Yes. You know, Paul talks about uh, uh, the gospel uh, and and Gentiles being grafted in one tree, one 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 church, uh, but but many many hues, shall we say? Mm. You know, we're, we're we're coming up on on the pastors' conference. I think one of the things that encourages me most about those kinds of gatherings is that in that setting. For the KKLA Pastors Appreciation Day, you're going to have pastors in that auditorium, whatever, and and in a very real sense, you're going to have a group of white pastors and a group of black pastors and a group of Asian pastors, many times sharing at the same table or praying for one another like they've never done before. Right. You know, yeah. we we don't we don't talk to one another enough, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we've got you know a, a chocolate church and a vanilla church and, and you know. Different church, and but but we're all one church, and I think that 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 idea of Paul, one church, one day, but we're one church, one church, one church. Mm. Um, I think that's a message that has that is being lost. Yes, it's being lost, and maybe it's something that I think. You know, I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm thinking you're right. This is for many people. That's the first time, maybe at the pastor's breakfast. Oh man, yeah, right, yeah, and we're missing out on the kingdom of God. I would say, right? When the wedding feast no, of the Lamb are. are all going to be at the same table. We are. We right? are. We are. What do we do? How, I mean, the pastor's breakfast is a great start. What, what are the next steps for churches, for pastors who, who might just feel, for whatever reason, maybe they feel they're just stuck somehow in a rut of not realizing how important that is. I, I think God tosses the ball to us leaders, us yeah. pastors, a- after, the, after the riots, after the riots, L.A. riots, Rodney King and all stuff. Yeah. Uh, pastor Jack Hayford and I and Lloyd Ogilvy, we, we, we got together. There was a group of pastors called Shepherds Love L.A. Five, six, seven hundred pastors sometimes, man, meeting three or four times a, a year, and we just come together just to pray, just to pray, just to pray. And um, the, the kind of unity in that prayer gathering, you know, we— we we met on the common ground of our knees, mm. you know, and and God kind of melted us together. Okay, so after that, we started. So so some of these different ethnic uh, congregations were beginning to have exchanges. So yeah. I never forget. Uh, our church went to a church uh, in Echo Park somewhere, and uh, we took and we went three on a mule. Man, I bought my choir, I bought my ushers, I bought the kids, I bought the bell ringers, I bought everything. And and we had a great time. And then I said to, to the pastor, I said, oh man, we had a great time. I said, now it's your time to come to us. I'll never forget it as long as I live. He he hemmed, he hot. I said, what's wrong, man? I'll never forget this. And his voice broke. broke. His voice cracked. He said, he said, man, I don't think my people will come over there. I said, I beg your pardon? He said, I can't get my people to come over. I said, Let me understand. So we just came over here. I think, man, we had hundreds of people. I kid you not. Hundreds of people. Uh, I said, and yours, let me understand. He said, they won't come, man. They won't come. I think it's got to start at the top. Yes. I think there's got to be yes. that kind of vision that is cast uh, that may be costly, mm-hmm. uh, that certainly 
put you out there for criticism or whatever. Uh, and and now you you you're woke. I don't. That's a whole other word conversation. You, you, right. you, you you're fearful of being woke. Uh-huh. You know. You know, you, you're, you're fearful of compromising. You're fearful of, fearful of being a sellout. You know, so there's all these tensions back and forth. But at the end of the God, end of the day, God says, "But, but I planted you there, yeah, to be a voice, yeah. to cry, to call out, um, to do justice, to do to to do love, not just to love." Right. And I think that's the challenge that we face today. I think you're right about that. You know, we've got to pray that God breaks breaks us of that of that fear. We have to pray for our pastors and leaders because you're right. It does come from the top at the risk of maybe I'm a pastor. I'm going to lose my job if I say, so what a mentor of mine. And I finally got around to doing what he wanted me to do. (laughs) He told me one time, he goes, Scott, so what? So what if you blow up the church, you know, organizationally, right? So what? Just do this. And I've always, it's always been in the back of my mind. And these kinds of things are, I think there's this there's a fear of all those things that you said. How do we pray and how do we do to get pastors together? Maybe that's something we'll talk about even at the at the breakfast. Yeah, I I think that's it. I think it is it is it is coming together around a voice of remembrance. Coming together mm. and being called to remember. Yes. Calling, coming together and being called, you, 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 you promised God whatever your tradition was. They laid hands on you or put some salt on you, or whatever it was. But, but you made a commitment. What about that commitment? Yeah. What about the vows that you took to stand for the gospel? Uh, God hasn't changed. Gospel hasn't changed. That's two out of three. Maybe we're the ones that have changed. Yeah, yeah. I think that you're right. You know, this is uh, this is important thing. Can you stay with me one more oh, sure. uh, one more segment? Got it. Uh, Dr. Kenneth Ulmer is our guest speaker at the KKLA Pastors Breakfast. You've heard me talk about that. And this is important. This is, you know, it's, I joke sometimes, it's a free breakfast. You know, pastors get free breakfast, bring your staff. But I really believe, and I know Bishop Ulmer believes, that we, when we're working together, what God does through his church, we're the ones he called to, to do justice, to really save the world through us. Uh, and through our churches. And the pastors, the leaders, it matters. The pastor's breakfast, the KKLA pastor's appreciation breakfast, it's coming up May 10th. It's at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Easy to get to from anywhere in the L.A. area. And hey, if you're listening in San Diego, you want to come up, it's uh, it's great up here in L.A. Trust me, it is. And uh, I want you to come up and be a part of that. Go to kkla.com and click on the banner. Bishop Ulmer will be our guest speaker. I'll be there. And pastors from all over and from multiple different generations and backgrounds. And it's going to be, it looks like the kingdom of God. Bring your staff, be encouraged, and be inspired to do the things we're talking about. We'll be back with Bishop Kenneth Ulmer as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We are here in the studio with Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. And, you know, we are, we're two pastors who've been in this business a long time. He's been in it for over 40 years. And, uh, you know, as we're talking about this, we are inviting you, your pastor, your ministry staff, you know, whoever it is who needs to go to this, the KKLA Pastors Appreciation Breakfast from your church. It's May 10th, Shepherd Church 
in Los Angeles. Go to kkla.com, click the banner. That's how you sign up. And uh, Bishop Ulmer will be our speaker, and uh, we're going to have a great time there. These things matter, don't they? You know, I, I'm just thinking, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I really speak now to uh, the pastor. It's a pastor listening now, and I don't know if you were channel surfing or whatever, but but I want to reach out uh, and speak to you, and Pastor Scott and I, let this be a personal invitation to you. Um, you're going through a rough time right now. It's, it's a tough season right now. I know we've had the celebration of Easter and everything, but, but God brought you to this broadcast today. Mm-hmm. It is not just channel surfing, but please hear, uh, Pastor Scott, hear our heart that we're inviting you to come to a place where God is going to bring together a holy hookup. I'm, I'm declaring it over your life. I declare it. You're, God's going to bring you there on purpose. Uh, I don't know what table you're going to be sitting at, but you're going through a rough period right now. Um, Pastor Scott and I have been doing this long enough to realize there's a dimension of ministry that we don't talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, ministry can be a lonely business. Yep. Uh, I'm impressed by how, how Paul says, uh, celebrate, there's a guy named Onesiphorus. What a name. I can't believe his, right. mom, his mother put that name on him. <laughs> but, but he said, he, he refreshed me. Mm. He said, thank God for this guy. This guy came along when I was in a bad spot, man. And I thank God for him because he was a refreshing breeze to me. Um, God's going to bring someone to this pastor's gathering. Uh, ministry can be a lonely business. It can be harsh, it's too. A harsh business, man. You know, and I think we get so busy as pastors, we feel like, well, I don't have time for that breakfast. We, we put that off. Yeah, right? and, and I... I, I I rebuke that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I bind yes. that in the name of Jesus. Because we always leave because it's say, a trick. saying, I'm so grateful that I went to it, that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is a trick of the enemy to keep you away from that. Yeah. I know you're busy. All of us are busy, yeah. you know. And, and, and the kinds of fellowship that will go on around those tables and those times of prayer and, and having coffee or whatever it is, the, you're going to shake some hands with somebody. You're gonna, somebody's going to lay hands and pray with you. You're going to pray for somebody else. You're going to see how God will literally bring together a holy hookup. That that breakfast is going to be a holy hookup hook up for some of you guys. And I, I say this to that brother who's listening right now, that pastor listening right now. You're going through a rough time. Put this date on your calendar, May the 10th. I am telling you, God has ordained. God has saved a seat with your name on it. Yes. Be there with us, and God's going to do some great things in your life. And it can change your life and your ministry. It'll give you that, that hope. You know, it's a pastor friend of mine, a funny story. It's not funny. It's real. It's like, it's funny. I laugh and I laugh with him, right? He's an older guy. I don't mean, he might've been 80 years old and his church was older than him. He came to church, a small church, just a few people there. They haven't had a new person for a hundred years, right? But they're still hanging in there and doing their thing. Well, on a Sunday morning, he had a stroke, minor stroke, but he didn't show up, you know, went to the hospital, got taken care of. He was okay. Came back next week. He was there. And this woman comes up to him and says, you know, I think our church has has grown spiritually. And he says, oh, what do you what do you think? And she said, because I think not too long ago, we would not have put up with that. With you having a stroke on Sunday. See, he's supposed to have his stroke on Monday. You know, do not schedule your stroke on a Sunday. And she meant it. Not doing 11 o'clock service. He was laughing, but she meant that. She meant that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that you never know what your pastor is going through. I had I had a 
a classmate at Oxford one summer, and it was a young guy who was an Anglican. He had just been assigned to a parish, whatever. Mm. I'll never forget this. And he said he was going around knocking on the doors of the, the houses and everything, of the people who were part of the parish. And he said this lady opened the door, and she had a little crooked grin on her face and everything and she said uh, you, you're, you're our new pastor our new rector our new rector she uh-huh. said yes ma'am yes ma'am he says well I'll tell you something young man if you don't take us where we want to go we're not going to follow you right right if you don't take us where we want to go yep. we're not going to follow you yep. you know if you don't if you don't Tell us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. If you don't stay on this calendar, if you don't schedule your strokes on a different Sunday, you're going to have problems here. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I think that God is releasing a new boldness, even in this shifting culture. Yes. That God has a word. God has, um, uh, God has uh, some who haven't bowed. God who has a generation that's going to stand and who will stand, still stand uh, and lift up that bloodstained banner, man. Yeah. Um, God is raising them up. Yeah. How do we encourage people most? What, what's the most, op, you know, before we go, what are you most optimistic about for the church today? Man, I see sparks. Yeah. I haven't seen the big fire yet, but I see sparks. I had a friend of mine, uh, still a friend of mine, who is on faculty at Asbury College. Uh, everybody's heard about the Asbury, Asbury revival. Right. Uh, uh, I was listening a couple of weeks ago of some things that are happening on Catholic campuses. Mm-hmm. Catholic campuses. Uh, that was a thing that happened. Uh, at, at I, I worked with uh, Dr. Barry Corey, a senior advisor at Biola University, and just an outbreak of the Holy Spirit doing chapel, regular chapel, nothing special. But I, I see sparks. Yeah. And I see God moving, man. Um, and I believe that there is coming another wave. I really believe. And I'm not a prophet, not a son of a prophet. But I believe that there is a fresh Pentecost that's coming that's going to move across the world, the nation and bring together the body of Christ like never before. I think that you're right. You know, I hear from a lot of people and we talk about the issues of the day all the time on our show. And it's always bad news, right? So much bad news. Jesus must be coming soon. Yeah. And then I realized, you know, people have always thought Jesus is coming <laughs> next week, right? It's always bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe the crazy that we're living in right now and the the philosophical departure from reality that so many people have is going to cause this generation to get on its knees. You know, God is raising up people uh, in in unexpected places. I, I, the ministry that I'm bishop over is, is based in Johannesburg, South Africa. I see some things happening in South Africa. I see some things happening in the Philippines. I see things happening in India and in Asia, yeah. even in places of persecution. I'm going to Bulgaria in a couple of weeks uh, where pastors are making, like, I think the guy said they make 570 some dollars a year, something crazy mm-hmm. like that. But the passion of the church, man, uh, uh, God is still moving. He is yeah. moving. And I think he's going to bring together these sparks and there's going to be another fresh wave of the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I think we've got to pray that way. That this is the Let's expect it. We're always talking about revival. Yeah. What if it happened? Yeah. yeah. What if, <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> what if you asked, what, if? what if God answered your prayer about revival? Yeah. Uh, maybe He's going to. And you know, we're talking a lot about pastors, and it matters. But the church is each one of us. We're all the priests. It right? really is. I think we want to get back to that too. I yeah. We want to get back to that. You know, um, I used to tell people. Don't bring your friends to hear me. You tell them what they ought to hear. That's right. You know, yeah. yeah. You tell them. And I think that, that that's that's another thing that's happening, I think, is you're not hearing a lot about it right now, but there's a there's a genera even in this this untoward generation, I think there's a generation and, and but now this young generation that has the heart for Christ, they don't play around, man. They don't they 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 don't want 
they don't they want transparency that's they right. want reality that's don't right. play games with us you know don't don't cut us slack we want we want to hear it and that's what they're going to hold on to there's a coming generation man that's going to lift up the banner of Christ maybe maybe as never before i think you're right about that you're right about the authenticity too there's yeah. there's all this talk about oh young people aren't going to church well yes and no yeah. the ones who aren't they're not but the ones who are they're devout. They're looking for the real deal, man. They're, yeah, they aren't. They aren't messing around. And and I think that's more of a challenge on those of us who are standing in that pulpit or wherever you're standing, uh, is that God is calling us back to an authenticity in our own relationship with God. I think yes. you know, you and I have wept over uh, big giants that have fallen, big mm. trees that have mm-hmm. fallen, man. Uh, and I think that God has done a cleansing, but He's also now doing a raising of a new generation, and yep. I'm excited about it. I agree. Well, uh, Bishop, uh, I'm so grateful for just to say thank you for everybody listening for your 40 years of ministry and ongoing. Yeah. You know, like you said, you're in a you're in a new seat. <laughs> you, you know what? Know? I I told the church I want to finish well. Yeah. And I want to be well when I finish. Yes. I want to still be well because I think that. I know that God is shifting some things around right now. Some of them I can't even talk about right now. Yeah. But he's taking me to a different place. And uh, I'm excited. A friend of mine preached a sermon about 40 years ago. The title of the, of the sermon was Excited About the Possibilities. Yeah. I'm getting excited about some things that God might do. Even yeah. if he doesn't do it, he could do it. Just if he just takes a notion to do it. Right. I'm excited about the possibilities. Yeah. Can I pray for you? Please do. Yeah. Please do. Uh, God, I thank you for Bishop Ulmer and for his family and for 40 years of ministry that you have blessed him with um, at his church and at Faithful Central Bible Church. We pray for that church and this transition and things change and all the things. We pray that the devil stays away, that the ministry flourishes in great new ways. And God, I pray that you would use Bishop Ulmer in 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 these ideas that you have given him, that you would bless him, that those things would flourish, that because you, you can do them, and you can do them through him, through all the ministries that you have are continuing with him, his new position, his new location, his new seat in ministry. God, I, I pray that you would bless him in that. We pray for our pastor's breakfast, the pastors in all of Southern California who are invited to come on May 10th. We pray that you would speak through Bishop Ulmer at that meeting and that that would be the beginning uh, more than just a spark of some amazing things for your kingdom here in Southern California. In Jesus' name, amen. Bishop, thanks for being with me today Thank on you, Pastor sir. Scott Show. And uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, here just in a few weeks. May 10th is our Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast, KKLA Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast. Hey, you need to go to this. If you've been listening for this hour, it's just two guys having a conversation about what God can do. And we want you to be in that conversation. We want you to be there sharing with each other, being inspired, being encouraged. The purpose of this breakfast is to encourage you and to say thank you. It's for free. You can come as a pastor. You can bring your church staff, key ministry leaders, whoever God has put on your heart for ministry to to lead. And if you're not a pastor, invite your pastor. Make sure they know about it. Go to kkla.com. Find the Pastor's Appreciation banner right on the front page. Click on it. Send it to your pastor. RSVP today. We need you to RSVP now so we know how many people are coming. God bless you, Bishop Ulmer. Thanks for being on the Pastor Scott Show. God bless you, sir. See you God next bless time. You. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.